Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be the rise of passport bros. The global romantic arena's impact on the local romantic arena. Now for those who don't know, the idea of passport bros isn't particularly new. Uh, I don't know why some people think that it is, but a passport bro is essentially someone who uh, leaves their nation of residence to uh, go to a different nation um, in order to find uh, romantic compatibility. Uh, this is something that I feel like has been around for centuries. I think I, I think calling this uh, phenomenon passport bros might be what makes it feel new. Um, but ultimately, this might be one of the oldest practices uh, uh, in the romantic arena. So people from, let's say, the United States, which is where the majority of my listeners are, United States and Canada, uh, people from the U.S. and Canada leaving the U.S. and Canada to go to places like Thailand, the Philippines, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico, um, in order to find love. And essentially, uh, what impact does this have on uh, the people in America who are looking for love in America and having their potential partners uh, leave this nation to find partners elsewhere. So this is a prime topic to point and counterpoint in true empowering the opposition form because uh, there's there's the passport bros, if you will. Now, the concept of bros, I should have clarified this earlier. It suggests that it's all men, but it's not. There are plenty of women going overseas to find love as well. So this is uh, it might be better stated as the rise of passport bros and sisses or sisters, although that's not commonly used. But when we say bros, we're not we're not just talking about men. Plenty of women go overseas to find love as well. So in the local romantic arena, the impact that this has is that uh, uh, potential partners, potential romantic partners, are opting out of people in a local nation, and let's say the U.S. and Canada, and opting in to a foreign nation outside of the U.S. and Canada. And in doing so, it leaves uh, uh, potential romantic partners in the U.S. and Canada, in the local nation, high and dry. You know, I thought I was going to be able to find a romantic partner here, but all of the eligible romantic partners here are leaving to go to a different nation or different uh, place to find someone other than myself, which then shrinks the pool of potential romantic partners, long-term and short-term, uh, to be uh, perhaps discriminatory even. Uh, and, and what I mean by discriminatory is a statistical um, discriminatory, as in the numbers don't match up. There might be... Uh, too many people looking for romantic partners um, in, in the U.S. and Canada and not enough to match with within the U.S. and Canada because those potential and then those eligible romantic partners are now leaving to go find romantic partners elsewhere. So from a local romantic arena standpoint, 
it leaves locals uh, in the U.S. and Canada uh, yearning for more and feeling like uh, the opportunities just aren't there anymore because there are so many passport bros and, and sisses that are leaving the country to find romance elsewhere. And these might be people that you are romantically inclined toward, only to find that they have no interest in not just you, but anyone from uh, your background in the U.S. and Canada. However, in true empowering the opposition form, the counterpoint of all of this would be that uh, a global romantic arena has always existed. Um, People have looked elsewhere for, for love for as long as humans have been alive. So acknowledging the glo global romantic arena, despite the negative impact on the local romantic arena, isn't anything new. And we've survived this for, for you know, centuries. Furthermore, is it not in everyone's best interest to do what is best for them? So... If these passport bros and sisses feel like uh, their chances of finding a romantically compatible mate is better overseas, should they not act on those per those uh, those desires? Should they should each individual not have the opportunity to assess their own circumstances and behave according to what they believe to be in their best interest? And if their best interests take them outside of the U.S. and Canada to find love, then who are we to say anything about that? So the rise of passport bros and, and passport sisses might not be uh, as negative as we might imagine because those who are impacted at the local level, the local romantic arena might be negatively impacted. But that local romantic arena includes individuals who can also engage in being part of the passport bros and sisses club and not engaging in uh, in that uh, wouldn't in, indeed be a choice it's not like well most people uh, are allowed to travel outside of the u.s so if you're allowed to travel outside of the u.s um, to find love yourself let's say how can you hate on someone who travels outside of the US to find love. You could do it as well if you wanted to, right? So the rise of passport bros, I think there, there's another element here, which is now the travel restrictions are uh, being eased. Um, it, it's becoming uh, more mainstream than it was just a few years ago. However, I don't know that it's more mainstream than it was five years seven years ago pre-travel restrictions because i believe back then i, I was still hearing reports uh, quite commonly about people going from one nation to another to find love so the rise of passport bros is nothing new in fact the the very word rise is only uh, from a from a recent standpoint i think uh passport bros and passport sisses uh, over the course of centuries have always been around. I think just travel restrictions made it seem like they weren't a thing for a short period of time. And now that people are allowed to travel fairly 
freely again. It seems like a rise, but it's really just going back to homeostasis, at least in my estimation. I could be wrong. I, I've been wrong plenty of times. So in true empowering the opposition form and summarizing the points and the counterpoints, the local romantic arena does uh, fall at a detriment, is negatively impacted by eligible romantic partners choosing to leave that romantic arena and outsource their romantic pursuits. So the local romantic arena is at a detriment when it comes to this, uh, this particular equation. The global romantic arena can potentially benefit in that you might have people from the US and Canada, highly educated, highly successful, um, highly affluent, you know, uh, economics certainly plays a factor. Bringing all of that to areas of the planet that don't see as many people with this level of success, with this level of affluence, um, and then perhaps those passport bros and passport sisses are going into areas uh, where they can not only find love, but if they choose to stay there, they might be able to turn that community around with the knowledge that they've accumulated and, and the affluence that they've accumulated in helping those people see how, um, how they themselves can be successful and affluent. Maybe they become English teachers there, or um, they, they talk about sort of how, uh, how macroeconomics works, you know, um, and, and, and teaching that stuff there. So from a global perspective, it would appear as though uh, the, the global, global romantic arena wins in this equation, but the local romantic arena loses in this equation. And that's where you have the, the position and the opposition, the point and the counterpoint. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.